Hi, it's Chris. This week, President Trump said states should seriously consider reopening public schools before the end of the academic year. Today, Daniel Dominich, Executive Director of the American Association of School Administrators, answers the question, what will it take to reopen American schools in six minutes or less? Dan, thanks for joining me. The floor is yours. Thank you very much. Uh, well, the first thing that we have to look at is what is required to open schools. And right now, uh, what superintendents are looking at are the guidelines that have been proposed in terms of uh, the phases for opening school. So obviously, consultation with health officials uh, will be key. Uh, looking at the numbers in their particular communities in terms of the, the degree of infection, whether it's rising or whether it's on the downward uh, trend, whether the period of time of two weeks uh, has been implemented where there is a, a downward trend. So those considerations are key to determining if schools should reopen at all uh, this, this year. Then beyond the health considerations are the logistical considerations. How are we going to do that? So a major concern, for example, is that if we are going to adhere to and should adhere to those space guidelines, which means that students are going to be kept six feet apart from each other in the school setting, that's a major consideration. That's going to be hard to do. Uh, number one, it's going to be impossible to have the same number of students in a classroom that you usually would, and it's going to be impossible to have the same number of students in the entire school that you usually would. So that suggests that you're going to have to create a situation where the students are seating apart from each other, and you're going to have to consider how you, what number of students you're going to be able to bring and accommodate in a school at the same time to adhere to the space distancing situation, uh, which uh, then further suggests that schools may have to go into a situation where not all students are in the building at the same time, so you're bringing in a portion of your student population at any given time, which means that at that same time, there are a number of schools, uh, students that are not in the school. And for those students, uh, uh, what will undoubtedly continue uh, is remote learning. So you're looking at a situation where, let's say, as an example, uh, you have a third of the students in on Monday, a third of them on Tuesday, a third of them on Wednesday, and so forth, and that just keeps going. When you think that uh, one of the primary reasons why there is a push in terms of the economic outlook to reopen schools, which in essence has to do with the child care function of the schools, in the long run, uh, for probably for this coming year, uh, with that kind of a uh, situation and that kind of an environment, uh, it's still not going to be a total solution because there still then are going to be times when uh, youngsters are not in school, will be at home with remote learning, and that may be a problem, again, for working parents. So that's a uh, something that is going to have to be considered and worked out. But then uh, think in terms of that scenario that I just presented. It's going to require additional transportation. It's going to require how you are going to deploy uh, your workforce in terms of your teachers, custodians, cafeteria workers, bus drivers. So these are all considerations uh, that uh, superintendents are going to take. And what are the implications in terms of their budget? Will they have the, the money to fully uh, ensure that every student has a laptop at home? Will we be able to guarantee that every home is going to have the internet connectivity that would allow students to uh, 
receive remote instruction. These are all cost factors that right now have not been figured and, and are, it's gonna be very expensive. And right now, what we see with the economic outlook is that there are states that have already given indications that their budget is gonna be significantly less than what they had planned when they developed budgets in the spring. And that, is, that means that there are gonna be cuts made uh, in terms of state aid to education. So how will districts be able to have uh, the finances that they will need to support this new form of taking kids into school and instruction? Basically, uh, what would amount to a, a combination of uh, a blended learning approach where students are in school for part of the time, but they remain home uh, for part of the time uh, as well. Dan, uh, can I ask you just the bottom line question then? Can schools reopen before the end of the academic year? And will these be district by district, school by school decisions? Will these be state by state decisions? Or is there a role for federal direction on this? Well, what we have seen and how this has, this has played out so far, uh, it's uh, every man for himself. The federal government provides guidelines, uh, but no directions in terms of what schools are supposed to do. Uh, some states are doing one thing, other states are doing another. Uh, there are states where the local school board has the authority to open or close. There are states where they do not. So it really is going to boil down to every school district and every community making those decisions. And depending on the state, whether the, the governor has the authority to make those decisions or not. Basically, that's why our organization who represents school superintendents is working closely to help our superintendents have the kind of information and the models available so that when they have to make those decisions, they're well informed. Educators, superintendents, teachers, everybody does want the kids back in school. We miss them. We want them. It's going to be a problem to do it, though, logistically and economically. Dan, thank you for your time. You are welcome.